Ride Holds is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ride Holds Show Podcast. Uh, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Ryan Old Show podcast. Today I have the most amazing guest on the show. We are live here in Toronto in the old Google building. I had to run here. I'm sweating. I'm excited. I'm absolutely just thrilled that my next guest, his name is Swish Gosami. He's the founder, co-founder, CEO of TrueFan. They recently, sorry, they recently literally just purchased Social Rank, which is an amazing tool. Um, without further ado, because we are pressed for time, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. Thank I appreciate you. it. And I'm going to sweat all over because <laughs> I literally sprinted. Uh, everybody here who's in Toronto, um, one of the things I always notice about coming from the West is everything is public transportation. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take an Uber to get here. And uh, yeah, rush hour, no. Uh, Ryan, you need to run through, the, tr- yep. through the TTC uh, yeah. <laughs> and get and get over here. Um, Swish, you have an amazing story. I mean, you're, you're somebody who is... Uh, a purebred serial entrepreneur. Uh, I watched your TED talk uh, when you're in Edmonton at the U Alberta, yep. um, and you talk a lot about you know kind of coming over, um, really having that work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talked a lot about your mom. I can tell yep. you're a big mama's yeah. boy. <laughs> big mama's I'm a mama's boy, boy yep. too. Yep. Um, my mom passed away when I was 13, so yep. uh, it was a real big blow. So I always right. kind of have a soft spot for people who are you know just really loving their mom. So yeah. uh, without further ado, man, just welcome to the show and uh, just. Give the audience a little bit about yourself. Totally, man. I am. A, I'm a 22 year old entrepreneur. Um, I've always been a very curious kid growing up. Yeah. Uh, I'm the type of person where if I see a challenge and if I'm very interested in it, I will get it done. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes from my Singaporean heritage. <laughs> I was born and raised in Singapore, a very competitive place. Yeah. Um, and I grew up doing a bunch of things. You yeah. know, I think for me, like my life isn't just entrepreneurship. It's also just creativity on like several levels Mm. so for me growing up like I was dancing I was playing basketball I was debating I played volleyball I played cricket like I was doing so much and getting involved in so many different areas Mm. that for me to be an entrepreneur right now is amazing because it's as liberating as it was when I was a child doing multiple things Um, for me as an entrepreneur I can pick up a challenge I can build a solution around it and tomorrow I can see that solution hopefully become a reality and that's like the most liberating feeling for me. So that's what we're doing at TrueFan right now. We've been doing it for two years, have not lost that obsession. Uh, and I'm really excited by what we're building. But here on the show, we our mandate is always curiosity. And, yep. um, you know, everybody always tends to talk about the company and, yep. and kind of the the, the success story. Mm-hmm. Here on the show, we kind of go deep, man. Yep. And, I, and I think that, you know, our listeners, for instance, love our show because I like to get into the mind of what was the journey like to get to TrueFan? Yep. You know, tell us about the yep. the heartache and the mistakes. Yeah. And then also tell us, did you did you lose your childhood? Like, did you get a yeah. chance to swipe <laughs> to the right on Tinder? Do you date? Like, are you just some, like, 22-year-old totally. guy who's married to his phone totally, like how does totally. that work man yeah, yeah, yeah so i mean when i moved from singapore to calgary which was a terrible transition by the way <laughs> uh nine years old i came to calgary cold and winters i yeah literally <laughs> and i became obsessed with doing everything except for school mm. because when i was in singapore i was learning pretty much at three to four times faster the rate of an average canadian student yeah so when i came to canada 
everything was really easy to me in school. So it allowed me to go and dance and debate at a high level. I had a speech impediment, but really it started to improve after I started public speaking and mm. debating, putting myself in a really uncomfortable position. Mm. I started becoming more confident with who I was. Mm. Uh, and in high school, I mean, I was a social butterfly. Mm. I didn't have like a close group of friends, but I just was in every friend group. Let me ask you about you know? your speech impediment. Because yeah. I think people who are listening, I, I mean... We always talk about business, you know, yeah. you're too short, you're too tall, you're yeah. the wrong race, yeah. you, maybe you have a mental disability, maybe yeah. you have a challenge, yeah. I mean, you have a speech impediment, was yeah. that related to childhood or anxiety or Not like how did you manage to get over that? It's just reason a I, lisp, yeah. The reason I ask is yeah. my wife had a, a, a severe speech impediment right. when she was younger. A lot right. of that was, you know, just due to, you know, uh, anxiety and whatnot. Right. Um, and it's funny because, you know, fast forward to today, she, she's 40 years old. Yeah. And, you know, if I get her excited or whatever, she just she starts <laughs> just stammering and <laughs> she's like, if you look at me like that anymore, I'm going to beat you yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. how did you get over that? How did yeah. you kind of use that to your advantage? Right. And, you know, for people listening, Again, I cannot stress um, there's nothing that can get in your way if you're willing to, you know, do the work to get to where you want to go. Yep, I agree. Um, I mean, for me, it was a lisp. I, I was told in grade seven to go and like get a speech therapist. Mm. Uh, so she came to my school because my school paid for it. Mm. Uh, and she came twice a week. I think I did three sessions with her. I left, told my mom. I don't know why, but I don't like these sessions. Mm. I feel like the therapist was trying to tell me there was something wrong with me. Mm. And I didn't feel like that. I mm. felt comfortable enough to go to my friends and tell them who I was, be really cool with them, express myself in whatever way I wanted to. Mm. I didn't need somebody to tell me that you got to fix this. Mm. And I did debate and it was awesome because in grade 10, I joined Team Canada. Oh. And that was the biggest source of validation That's to so be awesome. like, it doesn't matter how you say something. What really matters is what you say. Yeah. Right. Are you yes. actually relating to someone in the words that you're putting out, not in the way that you're saying it? Yeah. So that was a big like source of validation for me. But Going to what you're saying, man, I didn't really miss out too much of my childhood. I yeah. definitely do feel like a lot of times when I was in high school and university, I took things way too seriously yeah. um, and I stressed a bit too much. Yeah. But even like right now, like like I go around and I party on the weekends. I meet girls. I will go and like do random shit in terms of like buying spontaneous things that make me feel happy. I'll play basketball every Sunday with my friends. Like I will work here until 2 a.m. and feel great just because every aspect of my life has been designed by me. Yes. And I love the fact that I can change it tomorrow. Yes. I'm not forced by any you know, boss or I'm not forced by anyone to have to you know, have a routine that mm. I don't want. Mm. And I love that. Mm. And I don't take it for granted at all. We've had David Meltzer on the show. I don't know if you've heard of him, yeah. Sports One Marketing, yep. and his um, partner is uh, Warren Moon. And right. He's out of the States. And, it, you know, we, we talked about, I'm an entrepreneur too, and um, I've really sat back and worked my butt off, but mm -hmm. a lot of my business, all of my businesses literally came on inbound. So right. I feel like for me, I put out a lot of content and people say, yep. who's that guy? And you know how it goes. They go down yep. the, the wheel and they yep. find me. That being said, if you sometimes want to work with certain companies, certain brands, certain mm -hmm. individuals, uh, to say to sit back and wait for them to come to you, you're going to be waiting your whole life. I agree. This is where I believe you know great marketing and sales interjects in. Yep. For you, especially doing my digital deep dive on you and really yep. seeing where you're going, you've had you've gained access to a lot of big names and mm -hmm. a lot of different people that mm -hmm. you know quote unquote the average person would just never get that to. Right. Can you shed some light or some tips for everybody listening? Keep in mind, a lot of people who listen are business owners. Yep. Starting out, uh, yep. you know, we have people that listen to the show that are lately in a startup all the way to, you know, 50 million, 100 million a year. Yep. So yep. people who are deathly afraid of sales. And I bring up David Meltzer because I asked him a question. I said, 
when somebody's kind of fearful to sell, mm -hmm. is this based on them being humble or egotistical? And right. he said 100% egotistical. Right, right, right. Egotistical yep. leads into fear and yep. it saturates. Yep. What is your thoughts on all of that and, and how to get access, but then also how to sell in a way that is just not slimy and not spammy. Right. I think there's three aspects to that. Number one is the way that I go about networking is trying to provide value up front. Mm. The way that I built my initial network to be able to get investors from the basketball space, from mm. media executives in Toronto, VCs in Toronto, um, was by interviewing a lot of important people, high net worth people, and not asking for coffee, but asking, can you get on a 15, 20 minute call with me so I can interview you and tell your story? Mm. And I'd write a LinkedIn article about them, <laughs> share the LinkedIn article and it's a win-win and more importantly I'm building the foundation of our relationship on me not taking time away from you but mm. giving you something immediately mm. that's number one mm. number two is persistence mm. um, and it ties into number three which is showing up yeah. like both you know me my co-founder our head of sales Scott we're good at just showing up like we will show up to every event that's associated with marketing, tech, automation, whether it's collision, whether we're not even speaking, we'll go around and we'll have 100, 150 conversations and we'll gauge from there. All right. Who are the people that we need to follow up with? Mm -hmm. And we'll follow up with them multiple times if need be. So I think for me, like the only way we were able to fundraise, like we've raised, I think, 1.8 million now, um, which for a lot of my friends, like that's a lot of money. For mm -hmm. some of the people I know, it's not that much because they raised maybe 30 or 40. But the principle stays mm. the same mm. you need to be totally fine hearing 99 no's to hear that one yes mm. and if you're if you're able to do that and you have thick skin to be able to endure that you are going to be a great entrepreneur how many no's do you think you've heard i can't even count i literally <laughs> I, for today alone maybe like five or six was, i actually kid you was not. there any moment that you went into a corner wherever your safe space or brave spaces yeah, yeah. And, and cried I mean, to my mom. But then the yeah. cool thing is I tell my mom that and then she goes back and tells me immediately, all right, so your dad divorced me two years ago. I have a mortgage payment to pay off. I'm still teaching in a job that might not exist in three to four months because the funding for my program is gone. Mm. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me, put my, <laughs> let me put all of my issues into perspective and realize that at the end of the day, I'm still blessed to do what I do. Like, wow. I can't cry for building my own life. That's yeah. not a luxury that everyone has the ability to do. Mm. So I think it's more putting that into perspective and then just moving on. My mom is so brutally honest with me, which is why I love her. Mm. Out of any person in the world, she'll tell me if I'm being a crybaby. Oh, and I love that. I love and I love that. Shout out to shout out to Swish's mom. What's, <laughs> your, what's your mom's first Priya. name? Priya. Priya, you know, I yeah. mean, much love, Priya. I yeah. mean, you're, if you, I hope you listen to this and just yeah. know that I'm a mama's boy too. <laughs> you know, I posted about Valentine's Day. I have a, a son and I have a daughter and my wife mm -hmm. and I posted my about my, my wife and my daughter and I said, I will always raise my I will raise you know if we're playing a hand of poker yep. I will always raise two queens to two kings and I, and I really stand by that. that James yep. Brown said it best man yep. I mean you know every man he needs a great woman I'm so I was raised by a single mom so I'm very very pro woman mm -hmm. and uh, I just think if you got a great woman or female in your life that's backing you up man you're unstoppable I agree can I ask you one question and, and if you can be as authentic and, mm -hmm. and humble and just vulnerable when you hear that no, yeah. I know now you you got your process of, okay, that was a no. Maybe what did we do? In, did we do something wrong on the pitch? What yep. didn't they like? And you're going to go back and study. I get that. But those first initial phases, mm -hmm. what did you immediately think? So you're just like, maybe you even know you bombed it. You walk yep. out. What was the feeling? And immediately, what did you do to take action to be like, okay, it's a no, yep. but what are we going to do next? Yeah. So there, there are moments in the early parts of building TrueFan where we had built a product. We thought we had built a killer product. We pitched it. We came out with a no, mm. right? 
the the thing off the bat is a lot of times we got notes that didn't explain themselves mm. and i hated those those mm. were the worst ones where i'd get a note but i wouldn't be told why mm. why would you not come on as a client why are you not investing mm. so i think it was a always trying to look for feedback mm. um but b I think a lot of times it's easy to attribute blame on them being like, oh, they didn't have a budget. Oh, I don't think they're going to invest because I don't think they have that much money, actually. I don't think they can even do it. Mm. But it takes, I think, even more balls to look at your idea and be like, what exactly about the idea or what about my pitch didn't resonate with another mm. human being? Mm. And that's where I think all of our pitches now, mm. one thing you'll notice about them is they're built for human beings. Mm. It's not a sales pitch that could be literally given to you from a Microsoft Word robot that's just saying it. Mm. It's a pitch that is related to you mm. so we know exactly if you're an investor what your background is what you've invested in previously we've watched interviews of you we know maybe you're a family person we're going to bring you a gift right off the bat and build a human connection with mm. you so that when we're talking we're not just giving mm. you a pitch mm. we're building a relationship with mm. you and that's mm. through true fan interesting yeah you know it's funny because you think about the podcast for instance right i've never met you in person yeah like, hey man how's it going it took yeah. two seconds yeah literally ran in here i'm like hey i gotta set up i know we're yeah. presser time and yeah. you know literally sweating and i'm like it's funny what you do for your business i'm like yep. you do what you got to do you know yep. and I, I i was actually quite early today and i had like two hours to kill so i'm over at eaton center and i'm like yep. where is this dmz <laughs> and then i get here and i'm like this is the coolest building ever yeah. only for the guy at the front to tell me this is the old google building i'm like yeah it is the old google building i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like what's dmz yeah um you know kind of fast forwarding to that mm -hmm. business the lifeblood is always sales yeah is there anything and again on our show i love to talk about the business but yep. is there a secret sauce other than sales other mm -hmm. than marketing you know other than showing up is there anything that you kind of in your journey especially being young yep. kind of thought my god when i first set out i would have never thought this would be a, a you know a kind of big factor in this is there anything you could share with the listeners that you're like you know everybody talks about the glamorous you know the sales the marketing and everything yep. was there something that's just like this that dirty little thing where you're like oh that that matters too yeah that matters too i think it's a lot of times people especially entrepreneurs they're they're very obsessed and focused on refining their solution mm. one thing that we did over the last few months which has helped us with fundraising helped us even getting clients on board is refining what the problem we're solving is mm. so a lot of people they'll be like they have a vague problem they're solving they wouldn't go deep into it to understand exactly what that problem looks Looks like mm. and they'll be right over to the solution telling mm. you what they're going to be fixing mm. for us we realized that the problem we wanted to fix two years ago is very different from the problem we wanted to fix now it's mm. way bigger mm. the problem we initially wanted to fix was customer loyalty doesn't extend to social media mm. so a customer loyalty program like a points program for air canada doesn't factor in social media engagement we want to do that mm. the bigger problem now that we realize that gets investors excited is paid advertising instagram facebook google ads are ineffective mm. there's a bunch of ad fraud problems right now mm. brands don't know where their ads are being placed like verizon mm. jp morgan had their ads being put on top of racist youtube content mm. marketeers can't even justify if their ads are working mm. because i might be hitting you up with an ad but you already have buying intent to buy nike you didn't mm. need the ad in the very first mm. place and ad blockers are at an all-time high mm. people don't like seeing ads mm. so for us <laughs> For yes. us, we personally think that influencer marketing will continue to grow. The question is, how do you do it properly? And that's what leads to the solution slide. But we distilled our problem into four key, big, big pillars 
that are affecting paid advertising. Mm. And that's something not a lot of people do. Man, that's crazy. That's, a, that's such a big statement. Paid ads, you just do not feel are working. Yeah. I, I own a marketing company. So right. if I put on my marketing hat, mm-hmm. um, the one thing that I really feel, especially in marketers that have been getting a lot away with this, like for murder, yeah. they make stuff, KPIs yeah. and, and CPMs <laughs> and jargon. all these acronyms. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I never, I'll always say it, marketing is very, very simple. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I dish out a piece of content, mm-hmm. my biggest, biggest metric that I care about the most Mm -hmm. is if somebody will tag one of their friends Mm -hmm. and say, check this out. I love it. To me, that is the most, uh, you're giving me the biggest compliment on my piece of content going out. That app mentioned, and the second one is, yo, Ryan, I watched this or I listened to this. I love this. Like that comment or that Mm -hmm. tag that you put as a friend, Mm -hmm. that to me is the only metric that I really care about. And coincidentally, that's the ingredient for virality. Absolutely. Yeah. Like once you start getting a couple of those, things will probably spread. Now for people listening to the show, especially with business owners and things like that, a lot of people are getting sick of this word influencer. It's like, mm-hmm. sometimes I even see people wearing a shirt saying influencer. Like, right. I just don't do that. Like, yep. Don't do that. People don't like, no. people <laughs> kinda, hey Ryan, you're an influencer. Uh, if I ever no. call my, like, yeah. you have permission yeah. to slap me upside yeah. the head. Like, I, yeah. if, if, I, if I can touch some people and people yep. listen to me, I get that. But yep. you will never hear me saying I'm an influencer. Yep. For me, yep. I'm just focused on impact and value. Yep. That being said, business owners that are like, you know, Swish. I mean, I'm hearing influencer here, or influencer mm-hmm. marketer there. Yep. I just went to this conference, or I went yep. to that conference, or yep. South by Southwest, or I yep. was at an auto conference. What can you tell them about, like, okay, influencer marketing is huge. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going anywhere. I think mm-hmm. it's only growing. Yep. What are some ways that they can audit to yep. make sure that they are getting the proper influencer marketing? Great question. I think there's a distinction that we place on influencer marketing versus advocacy marketing, Mm. right? So we think influencer marketing is a traditional model where you pay people with millions of followers, which by the way, they might have fake followers and fake engagement, but not a lot of brands even audit that. And on top of that, you're paying people that might not even be aligned with your brand, Mm. right? Like Mm. there's so many, I'm so tired of seeing sponsored posts from people with millions of followers promoting products that they never use. Like I actually know some of these people. I'm like, you never use that. (laughs) And it's like, come on. Come on, man. It's like, I know you. Stop it. Right? So that's that's influencer marketing. What I really love about TrueFan is we're trying to push this idea of advocacy marketing. Mm. Why don't we go ahead and find the micro influencers, not the millions of like follower people, but people that 20,000 to 50,000, 100,000 followers, why don't we activate them? Mm. Because they're cheaper to work with. They tend to have higher engagement rates than people with millions of followers. And the best part is they're probably already aligned with your brand. Mm. So when you go and give them product, they're genuinely from the bottom of their heart going to take a story that means a lot to them and their community. Mm. That's what, that's what I think the difference is right now that you really need to understand if you're a brand. So when you're, I mean, a lot of, I mean, we know this, you know, especially with marketing strategy, tell every brand, I don't care if you're the plumber Mm -hmm. or realtor or a fortune 500 exec, Mm -hmm. you know, dish out content, you know, just completely put out content. Like Mm -hmm. we were talking about financial literacy and and in the, you know, we talk about it in the minority community. I like Mm -hmm. to bring up in the black community, especially in, um, in, uh, in, in, in the United States. Right. If we trace a dollar, let's say that, let's say you're East Indian and you have a Chinese and a Jamaican. If you take like a Middle Eastern, an Indian or or a Chinese or an right. Asian person right. and we trace that dollar. So you get one dollar. How long does it stay in the community for? Mm-hmm. On average with those, those cultures I just mentioned, yep. it's 30 to 60 days. Hmm. In the black community in the United States, it's less than uh, an hour. Wow. 
So the 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 dollar yep. is getting stretched. And when we talk about financial literacy, I had a guest on. And he said, "Well, how do we we need to touch people when they're younger to mm-hmm. to because the schools don't teach this. You know, yep. the average adult right now doesn't even understand how their credit card interest no, works. No. In fact, ask yeah, them. Yeah. How's your credit card? Yeah. When's it due? Yep. What happens if you have a twenty thousand dollar balance yep. and you leave two dollars on? Yep. Do you get charged on the twenty or yep. the two? They, yep. they don't they even don't know. know. Ah, yep. they, they don't, don't know. know. Yep. So I said, okay. So if we need to get to the people at a younger age, that's okay. We can correct." That we can mm-hmm. curve that. There's something called TikTok. Right. Is that a really young demographic? Yeah, yeah. Can we, I, and it's actually crazy. I seen an accountant on there the other day. He made the, a basic interest on a credit card so fun with some banging music. Right. He just scribbled something on a piece of paper, I love went that. crazy, yeah. and he had just mad views on it. And I right. thought, and he said, "Listen, guys." You know, I, I hope you're going to be my client one day. I know it's probably going to be another decade before, you, you know, you're kind of taking Wake money. Up, yeah. But I just want you guys to start thinking about your money. So when mm-hmm. you're buying those Air Maxes or those Yeezys or this and that. And so that even in my head, it was an example where I'm like, you doesn't matter what service you offer. There's a tool for that. Right. right, right. It's like the same question. I'm sure right. you guys get intermittent, uh, kind of kind of fixated on this and thrown into the conversation. Somebody says, OK, I'm getting online. I'm starting to do marketing. Yep. Which social media platform should I use? Right. I'm like, OK. So my sink is broke in my house. Yeah. And I need a pipe. Okay. Do I want the crescent wrench? <laughs> do I want the tubing? Yeah. So um I have this problem. Do I right. want to use Twitter? Right. Do I want to use Instagram? Right. Do I want to use Snapchat? Yep. To me, I don't it, it's the tool that's gonna work the best for what your mission is. I agree. Question to you is this with influencer marketing, mm-hmm. with what you've stated and how it's growing. Do you see within that sector, there's a lot of mess, mm-hmm. but do you see it starting to kind of wean out the good from the bad and kind of that, excuse me, self-governance start to happen? A little bit, a little bit. <coughs> I mean, excuse look, me. I think that I think that brands at the end of the day are starting to question the ROI of influencer marketing, mm. right? The return on investment. Am I actually getting money back when I'm paying an influencer to promote a post for me? And if not, what can I do to optimize that, mm. right? Is it the reporting aspect? Is it the measurement of those influencers after to be able to track what they're doing and mm. whether there's even an effect or is it the discovery even finding the right influencer in the very first place i totally hear it the question however is this a lot of times the incentive model for brands especially big corporate five like fortune 500 brands is not around roi they claim it is it's around impressions Mm. right so (laughs) a lot of times like they don't even give a crap if like how many of their products were sold if a lot is that's great Mm. but if they got a lot of impressions Mm. marketing managers copy and paste that they put it into a report give it to their boss and say hey look it worked Mm. right look at how many impressions we got Mm. look at that's awareness right Mm. there right and their bosses are like all right cool that's great so i think what needs to change is the measurement of success Mm. right are we looking for awareness okay if we are what is the best way to get there but if we're looking for conversion oh my god paying people with millions of followers unless they're the kylie jenners of the world oh my god like a terrible idea in my opinion Mm. a terrible idea in my opinion i'd rather take 30 micro influencers who actually deeply care about your product Mm. and will authentically speak to it than one person with two million followers that you're going to be paying way more money to Mm. i'd rather take those 30 and promote my product through them I think that's fantastic. I yep. mean, I mean, when we talk about uh, the impressions to me mean nothing. I mean, it's it's a complete brand play, and and I tell all the business owners, yep. impression is not going to affect your bottom it's line. It's a vanity metric. That will yeah, it that will not is. pay your bills, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, did people go to your site? Did they convert? Did you yep. get a lead? Did you yep. sit down with them? Did you get a chance to close or pitch them? Yep. Those to me, hey, if you got a marketing agency and you're like, yep. man, I'm getting a hundred great leads a month, go with them. Yeah. They're, they're actually getting people in your yeah. door, which is the yep. only metric. Exactly. Just to keep it simple. Yep. So that being said, with you and true fan what is the ultimate goal in say the next 
mm-hmm. I don't do the five year thing. Yeah. The next 12 <laughs> to 18 months yeah, for true fan. I think the biggest thing we're trying to do right now is we're integrated with Instagram and Twitter, yep. right? So we allow any brand to come on, see their Instagram following, filter that. Um, we have over 2 billion profiles now on social media for you to go through Jeez. on our database. Wow. So even if you don't want to run your own account, you can go to over a billion profiles on Instagram or over a billion profiles on Twitter mm. and slice and dice that audience as if it's your own. Wow. Right. My goal now is let's move away from social media and let's take a look at sales data, mm. HubSpot, Salesforce. Mm. Can I marry the two together mm. to be able to tell you these are the people that are buying from you the most and here's their activity on social media? Mm. Mm. Or here are the people that are engaging with you so much, mm. but they're not buying from you that much. Mm. Where's the disconnect? And now you have another ability to action that data by emailing them or phoning them and being able to go through that channel than just DMing them or advertising to mm. them. That's my goal over the next 12 to 18 months mm. is integrating sales data with social media data, which has never been done before. Mm. I think that's a great, that's fantastic. Yep. Kind of looping back around, I like to ask guests uh, kind of a common question. How do you give people access to your time? Mm-hmm. People are, you know, people who are doing very well in life and, and hustling. I mean, you're you're a complete master of your calendar. Yeah. That 20 oh minutes, yeah. that 30 minutes means the most. Yeah. How do you, I mean, I, I got to you because I know Steven and yep. Steven said, yo man, check Ryan out. Yep. I know he's involved with your company to a degree. Yep. Um, but how do you, what's your sourcing? What's your auditing to say, do I even want to check Ryan's podcast out? Like, is this yeah. just some backwards that he's doing in his, you know, toilet back home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is your personal process to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give some time. And I think this is a worthy show to come on. Yeah. I think there's two types. One is a warm lead. So if mm. it comes from an investor of true fan, like Steven is an investor in us, mm. I really love taking time out to be mm. able to talk to whoever they recommend us to talk to, mm. because I know that person will be awesome, be mm. credible. There's likely a benefit to us even. Mm-hmm. Um, The second is the way people reach out, Uh, right? That really makes a difference for me. Like (laughs) if if someone reaches out and and this actually happens all the time when I speak, like people come up after and I just know which ones like genuinely want to have a conversation with me. And then the others are takers. They're takers. They have an agenda. They're trying to lead me to an ask, right? So the way you reach out on LinkedIn, Instagram, very similar as well. I know people that are just genuinely good hearted people who Mm. just want to like chat Mm. versus people that want something right off the bat. Mm. So, and I'm, totally fine like I love giving time to my community it's actually mm. how I built my community on LinkedIn 100%. Is I got on five minute calls with people to get to know who they were so mm. the next time they saw my post they knew who Switch was mm. there was a more human connection there as opposed to like seeing my avatar and connecting to that mm. right so I love doing that but again like you said I have to be selective about who I pick Absolutely. so if there's about you know five ten messages that I get to talk to me in a single month I'll probably take about two or three and then I'll schedule the remaining for the next that's month awesome, and that's something that's I've awesome. only learned to do this year that's awesome you know i used to be the person that was like all right cool i gotta cram everything into the week but now i'm like i need to think for a lot of time and a lot of what i didn't do last year was take time off just to reflect Mm. on what's going on and what's the next move forward Mm. i was just constantly in a go 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 mode and never in a reflect am i doing the right thing how are things going am i good i was never in that mode of checking in with myself Mm. yeah i like to ask this question too it's it's funny too because when i look at our google our, our itunes reviews and things like that yep you know we have great reviews and um, a lot of people ask the question, you know, because I try, I try to use the, my own podcast as kind of a lead for for everybody else to, to say, hey, if you wanted to do your podcast or show, what could you do with that? Mm-hmm. Two goals for our show has always been one, bring value to our listeners and yep. two, make our guests feel like they're coming home. Yeah. And I feel like when you go do interviews, or you do media interviews and stuff like that. There's a lot of PR that's involved with there. Mm-hmm. I kind of treat our show as like an escapism show. I'm like, right. come on, Swish, man, just roll Chill. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, tell us about all your stresses. Yeah. Tell us what's exactly. really going on here. Yeah, yeah. Fast forwarding, who 
is Swish as a human, just mm-hmm. as the raw human? Yeah. And how has Swish changed from being 15 years old yeah. to now currently in 2020? Yeah. So Swish at 15 was a naive kid, I think, um, but definitely a dreamer, mm. which has stayed the same. Um, I still have very lofty dreams. Um, I am not afraid of going after them. Like past entrepreneurship, I know that one day I want to direct a movie. I know that one day I want to run for office in Canada. Mm. I don't know when I'm going to do that, but Mm. I know I'm going to do that. Mm. Like I know I'm going to put my ticket into a ballot one day and it's going to say swish. Mm. Like I'm going to vote for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I love that. Yes. Yes. You got one of it. You're like, I know I'm getting one one more. And and you got your mama. That's two. See? So you're already two up, man. Unless my my mom told me, unless my brother runs against me, then it might be tight. And I know he wants to run too, potentially. But Uh, that's great. That being said, that's that's what stayed the same. I think what's different is now I started realizing the word loyalty a lot more. Mm. Um, Back then it was more about climbing up a social ladder trying to get to the next person the next opportunity the next thing now i'm so content with where i am and more importantly i love valuing the people around me Mm. like whether it's being a good son or being a good brother or being just a really good friend Mm. i pride myself in doing that Mm. and especially on the friend and brother side there are times where i lack a bit because again i am a bit busy Mm. but I try as much as possible to carve out time for the small moments. Mm. Like when my mom, for example, she had a birthday January 28th, I was in LA for a conference for a week. Mm. I was like, all right, it's the final day of the conference. I'm leaving. Mm. I'm surprising her and then going home to Toronto. Mm. And I did that. I literally didn't tell her, walked up 10 flights of stairs because I didn't want her to come down Mm. and let me into the building, got up, knocked on the door and surprised her. And like those kind of that one minute of her just like, being like what the hell Mm. and like just seeing the happiness in her Mm. it made up for everything Mm. like it's still in my head and anytime i think about it i feel so good Mm. so it's about recreating those small moments and doing that through being loyal one day when you have children you're telling you that feeling you get with your mom yeah when you hear your child say hi dad or hi oh yeah yeah i love that you talked a lot about showing up yep uh you're putting yourself in in cosmopolitan cities that for your business definitely are making things happen mm-hmm. and i noticed you do spend a lot of time in los angeles and then you come back here to toronto yep what does toronto give you that per se los angeles doesn't and sure. vice versa and mm-hmm. as a bonus question how important is it to say i gotta get on a plane and go to yep. where it's at yep that's exactly why we came to toronto um so we were in new york when we started the idea We then moved to Vancouver and then we came to Toronto after we raised more money. Mm. We figured out that most of our customers were East Coast based. Mm. So in New York, a lot of branding and marketing agencies, Mm. a lot of brands even in Canada, in Toronto. Mm. Um, I think the difference between the West Coast, Vancouver, LA versus New York, Toronto is just work style. Mm. Like I feel like when I went to Vancouver, it was kind of like a place for retirement, really. Like Mm. there are a lot of great companies there that are built there. Mm. I think Vancouver does a terrible job of profiling those companies and really spotlighting them because there's some gems in Vancouver but the lifestyle was so different Mm. I wanted to be in a place I was like you're grinding you're working hard but I also felt like New York was taking that to an extreme Mm. like I felt like I was a small ant in a very big ocean where here I feel like if I actually am making impact Mm. I can feel it and Mm. I can see it Mm. like people know about it because Mm. it's an insular community and Mm. fairly small Mm. Um, 
and I think it's growing. So mm. that's the reason why we're in Toronto. I think it's the best place to create a company right now. I love Canadians. I think they're a <laughs> bit kinder than Americans, not going to lie. And I think Toronto is a great city because it's not as polluted, not as messy. And you feel like you can actually make an impact here and people will feel it. Mm. Toronto is Toronto is a, a beautiful city. It's, it's yeah. so different than the West. Like I think about it, we, you know, we, we live in, in Fairmont, BC, and then mm-hmm. we also Edmonton, Alberta. And then I come to tr- Toronto, and I'm just like, whoa, like, yeah. you know, again, right? I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'll take an Uber. I'm like, Uber's not fast here. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, I'm no. not going to make it. No. I need to start running, Literally. walking, or get yep. on a train or yep. something. Yep. It's not happening. Yep. Um, I know your time is valuable here, so I just want to play kind of a quick little uh, fill in the blank. Uh, sure. And then you can, you know, kind of plug away and tell everybody what you got going on. Yeah. I'm just going to say a word, and you immediately tell me what that word means to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, curiosity. Kid. Being a kid and always staying as a kid. Your mom. My mom, my love, my support system, backbone, couldn't do anything without her. Fear. Fear. That's good. Uh, immediately right off the bat, I kid you not, I thought spiders. I don't know why. <laughs> 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 but the biggest fear in life is uh, losing a loved one. That, mm. That's just, mm. I can't even fathom mm. that. Future. Future, uh, bliss. Mm. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not afraid of anything right now. Um, but I also don't want to rush myself. Mm. Yeah. Um, success. Success, money, but also happiness. Uh, and that's been a big realization over the last year is I've, you know, seen people in my family make a lot of money, but being just mm. depressed. Um, so I think it's about balancing the two. Mm. And by the way, the best thing you can do with your money is to invest in experiences. Mm. Um, and I've learned that just, you know, the flight to Calgary, for example, a cabin trip that I took with my friends last summer, money for those experiences, you will never forget them. They'll always bring you happiness, especially when you're sad. Hats, hats, love them. I see, I love I, them I, I all seen the that. time. I, I love them. I try, like I'm. I literally I'm like forty. Go, I put your name into Google. I'm like, I'm literally gonna click on images, and I'm like, I swear, ninety eight percent. I'm like, oh my god, he has hair. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you call it? Hat fishing. You yeah. know how cat fishing yeah, is. So yeah, people yeah. are like, that guy wears a hat because he's bald. Yeah, so I'm like, no, yeah, he has nice yeah, yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, Swish has got hair. No, it's actually swish, 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 swish. But at the same time, man, like I love hats because I just generally don't have time to like style my hair. So like, I mean, I have shorter hair now, which is good but like when i wake up like i had curls before and it would be the worst thing to have to like what's your rule for the hat like when you put on a hat like just like how does it have to fit do you not like like do you like you do not like straight beaks did you like i like dad dad caps dad caps caps. i hate i cannot do snapbacks yeah i feel like it's also because I just grew up in a in a junior high where I saw like the worst kids wearing snapback. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't like. I them. don't want to be like them. But yeah, dad if you pitch caps, swish. Dad caps don't, wear yeah, don't wear snapback. Don't wear snapback. They're automatically going to correlate <laughs> you with childhood things. <laughs> but dad caps. I love dad caps, and yeah. uh, and that's really it. <laughs> Last question for you, Swish. If yeah. you were me and yeah. I just interviewed you, what would yeah. your next move be? My next move. It's uh, a self-serving question, but I ask it to almost everybody because it's yeah. fascinating the answers people give. I think you just continue to follow up. I think mm. like when I was interviewing people, the one thing I didn't do was like I got time from them and then I interviewed them, but I didn't follow up. Mm. Like I love the people that interview me. And then like a year from now, maybe we do another interview to see like what the difference What's is. The difference between you think following up and being annoying. Like, That's true. Like, like it's yeah. like a dating. Like yeah. you go out on like back in single days, you go on yeah. a date. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I call I, right I feel away, like this way. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I feel like. Well, this is his day. Like, yeah. I feel like when you have guests on, yeah. there's. It's not ego, but I'm like. The person gave me the time. I respect them for that. Right. But I don't want to also annoy them. But then yeah. I also don't want to feel like, oh, yeah. this guy just took my time, used me and abused me and never yeah. followed up. Because yeah. it, it's a very slippery it's slope. What's line. your opinion on that? Yeah, I think it's about following up and not forcing it. Yeah. So I don't like people who follow up and they're like, hey, man, like, what's going on? 
right? Because like that's such a vague question. Yeah. But I love people that follow up. Like I think Instagram's a good thing for that because like if you see someone post a cool story, then like respond to it. Mm. Right. Be like, hey, that's awesome, man. Like ah, I'm a big Chiefs fan as well. Organic. Go Chiefs. Like ah, stuff like that, yeah, right? Like good job. Finding moments like that are just great. Uh, and I think social media does a good job of actually allowing you to do that. Like you have a look into someone's life. You know what's going on. So don't say, hey man, what's going on? Mm. Like bring something else to the table. Mm. Um and then following up also means like you know when people connect me to someone i like to go back and tell them how it went uh, right so like steven introduced absolutely. us right after this is done i'm gonna be like hey steven thanks so much had a great time on the show oh, appreciate really that. appreciate it right oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right but like don't people don't do that yeah like, people don't normally do that they yeah. like steven might not even know we met yeah. but let alone like steven might think the next time he connects me like mm, is it actually worth it did i like get a response back mm. maybe not some people do think like that when somebody refers uh like even guest wise that's why i'm like man i got here early and i'm like yeah. i want to set up and I yeah. get into like a panic. I'm like, I want the mic set up. I, yeah. I want this guy to come in. Because yeah, yeah. it's it's a level of like, it's a level of, I feel like hospitality, but it's also a level of like, there's a difference between my podcast and maybe somebody who's not prepared, you yeah. know? And yeah. I, I love when I go into a room and I feel like somebody's like, oh, they care about this yeah. right now. You yeah. can feel it. You can. Not like, hey man, you know, yeah. let's press record. Exactly. You're like, man, this guy's sweating, running around. Exactly. You're like, oh, this, guy, this guy wants to show up today. And those are also our best client pitches too, right? Oh. When we come and like, it's not just, you know, the product that we're showing, it's our body language. Yeah. Right? Like we actually genuinely feel excited. Yeah. And that's cool because like from the, from the get-go when you said hi, I'm just like, damn, this is awesome. I'm, yeah. ex- I'm excited. Like, <laughs> you're pumped. I'm pumped. Great. Right? Yeah, like, the man. vibe is good. Yeah. But if you had been like, oh, hey, switch Sorry, man, just finishing up, setting up a little bit. Um, I'll be two minutes quickly going to the washroom. Okay, I'm going to sit down. Okay, okay. And then you just like went into it in a very monotone way. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, cool. We're going to kill some time. That's <laughs> yeah. good, right? Yeah, yeah. But now I'm coming out with a great experience and 100%. Like, it, oh. like, I would love to refer you to someone that I know. I know you weren't doing it for that because I know that's like how you are. Yeah, but yeah. those small things matter so much. They do. They really do. No, they 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 really do. I I the podcast. It's it's amazing. You know, a lot of people said, and I've done a lot of media and all that back in the day. But with traditional media, you know yep. where that's going. It's yeah. not the best. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm gonna create a show, but I don't want it just to be a podcast. And I, you know, I talked to. I actually met with Stephen today for the first time ever. Yeah. Our social media. Yeah. Been on my you know LinkedIn forever, mm-hmm. but went and had breakfast, and I said, you know, it, it's got to be created more than a show. And I, and people who are listening to the show right now, whatever you're doing and whatever your goals are, like go 10 times on that find out a different angle do something a little bit differently you know our mandate we never send out questions before right and we've had guests reject us for that no we've had guests reject us for that and that's okay can't do that um (laughs) but i i just feel like yep you know hey swish uh so how did how was true fan started founded founded you have an answer yeah it's gonna sound robotic yep because that's a common question yep Yep. these conversations are are everything um i'm gonna wrap up uh again uh just Tell everybody what you got going on, what's mm-hmm. going on with TrueFan, mm-hmm. kind of what your next, you know, three steps are, sure. how people can go and experience the platform, get yeah. a little more information about it. Totally. Um, yeah. If you're interested in the platform, whether you're an influencer or a brand manager, um, you can go on TrueFan.io, just reach out to us and uh, we'll hook you up with a demo. We can even give you a, a free trial if you're interested. Um, with us right now, we're growing in the sense of we hire two more people that are Ooh, starting March 1st. It's going to be a Congrats. team of 13. We're going to go through the DMZ Accelerator um, until May. Um, we're integrating our product with a really big social media company that we cannot announce yet, but it will come out in the next two weeks. Um, and at the same time, too, I think what's amazing is while we're doing all of this, company culture is like at the forefront of what we're thinking about. Mm. So we're looking for really cool people to add to our mix, mm. but we're also looking to really retain 
retain some of our key mm. employees. And that's a big goal of mine is mm. making sure every single person who's been with us from day one feels valued, mm. feels like their time, their potential is being maxed out. Um, and it's actually like seeing a roadmap for themselves to be able to be in the company in the long term. That's fantastic. And I can speak from my experience. I, I love the fact that you, you do a lot of your own work. You don't really use a gatekeeper. You know, I, I messaged you last night late at night because I'm like, I just want to confirm, make sure you're like, yeah, yeah. see you at DMZ. And I'm like, yeah. what's DMZ? I know. Yeah. And I Googled it. And I'm like, what is DMZ? This thing yeah. is, is kill. I was thinking yeah. on the plane ride. Yeah. So like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing it at the DMZ. DMZ the and then I'm like, I swear it's by Young and yeah, Dundas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought to my, I, I swear to God, Google was yeah. there or something. And yeah. then the guy's like, yes, Google. I'm like, this is a really nice DMZ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, again, we, we want to uh, thank you for all your support. We're very happy. Part of our reason to, to be in Toronto to also interview Swish and a, a couple other amazing guests is uh, because of your listenership and audience, you know, we literally got uh, nominated and we won Best Black Hosted Podcast in Canada. So we're picking up our award awesome. um, tomorrow night. And I always say, you know, when it comes to our listeners, it would not be possible with our listeners and it would not be possible with people like you, uh, Swish, who take the time to come on and impart and bestow your wisdom. So again, everybody, please remember curiosity should always be your mandate. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. And remember, whatever you're doing, man, just 10 times it and kill it. Swish, man, thanks so much for coming thanks, on the show. Thanks, sir. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Thank man. You.